I believe this year God will begin to manifest his glory in different isolated places in the U.S. and around the world. Little pockets of fire will begin to burn with his glory and presence. Welcome back to another episode with Pastor Scott Huffman. Today's message is the glory cloud will be seen in 2023. Pastor Scott is going to share five things that will begin to happen in this new year. He is joined with his wife, Marilyn, and daughter, Corey. Hello, world. Hello, USA. Welcome to our live broadcast, viewed and heard around the world. Happy New Year 2023. I believe I have a prophetic word for you this year concerning the things that are going to take place. I'm excited and very optimistic about this new year. I believe God's got good plans for us this year, and we're all going to be part of it. Isn't that great? Mm -hmm. Most have heard of the tragedy that just recently occurred on the football field concerning DeMar Hamlin, the NFL football player. We give thanks for the Lord's healing power over DeMar, who was critically hurt in a recent pro football game. God is our healer. Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord who heals you. We serve a healing and restoring God. Today we want to talk about the glory cloud and following it in the new year. All right, Corey, Exodus fourteen nineteen. Okay. And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word. We thank you for every person viewing and listening. Touch them by the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Bless them, encourage them, strengthen them in the things of God. Let the fire of God burn in their hearts, we pray now, as they receive the word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Well, what happened in 2022? You know, sometimes the year goes by and you say, what happened last year? I don't know. <laughs> well, let's review just very quickly. The world population exceeded 8 billion people. Everybody say that, billion. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Inflation soared around the world. Flooding, storms, record-breaking heat waves, and drought surged in this last year. I read that in Europe, all the ski resorts closed because there's no snow. In the year of 2022, we saw the removal of nearly all the pandemic restrictions and the reopening of international borders in most countries and the global rollout of pandemic vaccines continued. This was probably the greatest event of 2022. The way has been open for people to live beyond this massive epidemic and return to normal affairs. I believe God will use this for the furtherance of the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ in the coming years. You know, I've always been fascinated by the glory cloud in the Old Testament. It was the Shekinah shimmering mist that was tangible to sight and feeling. It means in the Hebrew, a dwelling or settling of the Lord's presence. You know, the first church I ever attended was called Shekinah Fellowship. It was located in Long Beach, California. And after I came to the Lord on a balmy night in Palm Springs, California at age 14, uh, I went to Shekinah Fellowship. And there I experienced the glory of the Lord, the Shekinah glory. And I saw healings and miracles. And I saw how God can move in power and might. It was the Shekinah glory, the very physical manifestation of the presence of the Lord leading and guiding the people of God by day and night. It was a cloud by day and what? A fire by night. Let's read Numbers 9, 15 through 17. 
Now on the day that the tabernacle was raised up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony, from the evening until morning. It was above the tabernacle like appearance of fire. So it was always the cloud covered it by day and the appearance of the fire by night. Whenever the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle after that, the children of Israel would journey. And in the place where the cloud settled, there the children of Israel would pitch their tents. Okay, so the cloud sat upon the tabernacle. And when the cloud moved, the people moved. They would disassemble the tent and follow the cloud. We're to do the same thing today, guys. Follow the cloud of God. Follow the presence of the Lord. Praise God. So when the cloud moves, we move as the Lord directs. So many believers today are hungering for the presence of the Lord. I think that's such a great thing that we would hunger and thirst after God. Let's read one of my favorite scriptures, Psalm 42, 1 and 2. As the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul after you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I see him come appear before God? You know, when I was in high school and college days, we used to backpack in the high Sierras in California. And there we'd carry everything we had on our backs. And uh, you'd get an extreme thirst hiking up in the high elevation. And you'd find a beautiful crystal stream, and there you'd reach down and sip of the cool water. And there's nothing like water that satisfies your thirst. Two of hydrogen, one of oxygen, chemically combined. And so, as the deer pants after the river brook, so pants my soul after thee, O God. I hope your soul is panting and thirsting and hungering for the things of God in this new year. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord and the manifestation of his power. Like the Israelites, we must be sensitive to discern if the glory cloud has moved. Some people aren't aware of that. Where the glory cloud is, there is a manifestation of God's power and presence. It seems the glory cloud moves to different places geographically. Isn't that interesting? I remember when Marilyn and I were first married, we would travel great distances to the place the glory was being revealed or poured out or manifested. I've always hungered for his presence and power in my life. Paul wrote about the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power in 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the power of the, the Spirit and of the power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. See, during the time when the Apostle Paul was preaching, there were many preachers out preaching. But Paul said, really, it wasn't about the words I was saying. It was the power behind the words, the demonstration of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and His power. And that's what we need today, a demonstration of the Holy Spirit and his power. The kingdom of God does not consist in word then, but in power. Romans 14.7 says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. God's kingdom is a power and a presence in its essence. Moses experienced that power and presence, and he said to the Lord, if your presence doesn't go with us, I will not go. Exodus 33.9-11. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose and worshipped, each man in his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend, and he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Amen. You know, it's interesting. So they could see the glory cloud. When the glory cloud comes, we'll be able to see it with our physical eyes. That's what's amazing. Did you read 14 through 18? Okay. 
And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, For your presence does not for if your presence does not go with us, do not bring it bring us up here bring us up from here. For how how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know and I know you by name. And he said, Please show me your glory. Yeah, you see, Moses understood about the presence of the Lord. And if you don't have the presence of the Lord, you don't have anything. And he said, God, I'm not going anywhere without your presence. And that's how we should be today. You see, God's grace and his favor are connected with his very presence. When you experience his presence, you experience his favor and grace in your life. The goodness of God is his presence and glory. Let's read verse 19. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I am gracious. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Praise God. Through the glory cloud, God demonstrated he was among his people. Numbers 14, 14. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. They have heard that you, Lord, are among these people, that you, Lord, are seen face to face, and your cloud... Your cloud stands above them and you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. So this is perhaps one of my favorite verses because God dwelt amongst his people when his presence was being manifested. We need that today, that God would bring forth his presence and dwell among his people, that he would have find a dwelling place with us. Praise God. I believe this year God will begin to manifest his glory in different isolated places in the U.S. and around the world. Little pockets of fire will begin to burn with his glory and presence. And you'll hear about this. You'll read about it. That there are places you can go and experience the glory and presence of God. Let's read Second Chronicles 5.14. So the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. So when the glory of the Lord fills the house, people can't even stand up under that glory. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. And as the glory comes, they're healed, they're delivered. They're ministered to. They're saved. They're born again. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. In the New Testament, we see the cloud appearing to Peter, James, and John, the three closest to Jesus. By the way, who was the closest disciple to Jesus? The Apostle John. That's right. He said, I'm the one in whom Jesus loves. Well, that may sound a little arrogant, but really, he was the closest to Jesus. He was the one leaning against Jesus at the Last Supper, and he's the one that got the knowledge that Judas would be the betrayer. Most likely, the transfiguration occurred at Mount Hermon, 9,232 feet. It's the highest peak in Israel. Let's read the story in Matthew 17, 1 and 2. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light. So here we see a manifestation of God revealing himself to the person of Jesus Christ, the deity of Christ. His face shone like the sun and his garments became white as the sun. And the true essence of Jesus was revealed in this transfiguration, in this dramatic change. Now, verse 5 through 7. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. 
And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one. See, once again, Jesus. the cloud appeared and God the Father was in the cloud and he spoke audibly from heaven. Can you imagine an audible voice? And he said, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. I hope that God would say that about your life. He's well pleased. And then the father said, Listen to the son. Listen to what he's saying. And here we see the manifestation once again of the glory cloud. The disciples are led by Jesus on this mountain to receive from God and to experience his very glory and presence. Hallelujah. Now I want to give you five things that will begin to happen in this new year. Number one, we're going to experience a change in the spiritual atmosphere around the world. Prayer has already begun to come to the forefront beginning with Damar Hamlin's injury and the nation's response in a prayer vigil for him. Millions of people praying for his recovery. And he is recovering, praise God. God's going to begin to give us prophetic, number two, revelation in the knowledge of him. Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened and you may know... What is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of glory of his inheritance in the saints? You see, this is a prayer that you should pray every day, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that you might know him and experience his power in your life. And as you pray these, these scriptures, they come to pass in your life. You see, wisdom is a revelation of something you didn't know before about God, his word, his will, yourself, or others, or the situations and circumstances of life. God wants to give us wisdom. We have the mind of Christ. Number three, what we're going to see in this new year, the glory cloud is going to be manifested and revealed. We've mentioned this before. We need to find where God is working and manifesting his power and glory. It will be in places least expected, with people least expected, being used to express this great supernatural power. Number four, God's going to begin to reveal his glory. The glory will be seen in the cloud. As it was in the Old Testament, it will happen again today. The glory cloud's going to be God revealing himself to churches this year. This is going to be the year of churches. In the pandemic, sadly, many people left the churches because they needed to get away, obviously, and isolate themselves. But now there's going to be return back to church, back to the churches. And there God is going to reveal his glory as the assembly comes together and worships him in the spirit. And number five, a spiritual flood of revival will begin to come upon the world and bring a manifestation of the supernatural power of God with accompanying miracles, signs, and wonders, just as it occurred in the book of Acts. Hallelujah. We're going to see supernatural events take place. In this new year, let's move with the glory cloud and experience him in an even greater way. Shall we pray? <laughs> 